Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Well, hello. <laughs> it's been so long since I've heard you say that. <laughs> well, you, hello. You asked me just before, like, can do you even remember how to do that? And then I was just like, saying hello now feels really weird. So you added the well in front of it. Yeah, I thought I'd be posh. Is that posh? Well, Is that posh? Well, hello. Hello. Anyway, we're back. She's become British again in the interim. You know, I actually have become a little bit more British since I became a US citizen. How ironic. <laughs> How so? But yes, uh, we're here. We're back. We took an unscheduled break, but that's okay because we're grown-ups and we own this thing. So we can kind of... Right. We can do that. And then we spun it as an intentional break between seasons. Yeah. So there. Totally planned. Um, but life just got busy. Um, pretty much, I think our last episode was just before the games. It was. And, and it we, was our 40th. Our, our podcast turned 40 right before the games. Ah, and we had all these grand plans for crazy interviews and stuff throughout the games. And then we, we did none of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we still, those things are still perhaps uh, on deck, um, but but yeah, it's actually, gosh, that's so long ago now, it seems like. But, August. Um, so lots of stuff has happened between August. We figured we'd give you a little life update because we care about us. We know you do. Um, <laughs> we, we needed a break and we need to sort out why we needed a break. <laughs> and, you know, that goes along with all of our messaging of, you know, be kind to yourselves, people. And sometimes it's okay to just be like, what do I have capacity for right now? What do I not, what yep. not have capacity for? And this is one of the things we had to let go. But we're back on it. So since August... Uh, beginning of August, right? Was Cross yeah, the games. games was right at the beginning of August. What have you been up to? What crazy stuff has happened in your life since August? Um, yeah, okay. So I feel like a lot of what's happened is just really boring work busyness on some level. Um, because I think I've mentioned on here before to our listeners that I volunteer too much <laughs> and I take on a lot. But um, since the games, I also did a very cool uh, outdoor retreat in Colorado. I did an amazing canoe trip in northern Minnesota. Um, so there have been some really cool adventures actually in that time as well that I don't want to get lost in the fact that at the moment I'm just focused on how I have felt busier this fall than ever before. Do you know that when you say Minnesota, you sound like you're from there? Well, it is very <laughs> close to Ontario, my home province. Um, <laughs> That's my challenge. You can you um, can you say Minnesota? Sorry, without the way I like say Minnesota. How, how how do you say it? Minnesota, mate. You do not say that way. <laughs> Minnesota. Okay, I'll Minnesota. try to say Minnesota. Minnesota. I like that. Sounds nice. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you want a mini soda. Anyway. Got to sound Canadian when you're canoeing, actually. That's part of the uh, requirements. Is that, a, is that a Canadian thing, to canoe? Uh, it is a very common um, means of transportation for uh, all kinds of peoples in but in the northern United States and in Canada, it's pretty common. Any near-death or thrilling experiences during said canoe trip? Mm, one of my friends on the trip might have said she almost died of being cold and annoyed at the rain. But um, I can relate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no near-death. I mean, I really wanted to see a moose, and they're very dangerous, so that could have been, but we ended up not seeing one. Um, but I did... Uh, sprained my ankle in the middle of a swamp that well, was that was fun that was adventurous <laughs> you should like you should flesh that out a little bit like got attacked by a random northern alligator <laughs> a northern alligator a species that has not been seen <laughs> for hundreds of years 
we were we were pretty far out in the wilderness. Um, I'd love to think there's some unidentified species, but really we just saw like beavers and lake otters. Maybe I could spin a beaver story. I don't know, getting attacked by a beaver. <laughs> Do beavers um, attack? I mean, well, they look too cute to you me. You know, they are pretty cute. Um, no, I don't think they're mean. They um, Do they have like... Do they look like they're smiling with their big old teeth when you actually see them? Or are they just busy building dams? They're, they're always busy. It's, it's the stereotype, busy like busy a beaver, beaver. But um, they really are. Like, the ones that we saw were always, um, yeah, like, they're kind of, they have these big lodges, the lodges of their homes, and then they build dams. And yeah, you can the tell beavers are how, doing better than me. They uh, have a lodge. They do. I just have an apartment. It's a lodge. Oh, it definitely. It's, it's like a all, like, lodge. different rooms. It has a whole lot of different... Um, is roads there like into it like, like a king and queen beaver that have like a chalet exactly i think we did see like the king and queen one night um we near one of our last campsites we just watched them um eating and it did kind of look like maybe it was a male and a female um they they eat a lot and you could hear them chewing it was the cutest thing actually just they to eat hear sticks. them munching uh they eat a lot like a lot of there was like tall grass and and the sticks they kind of mostly just like use to build, right? So that doesn't yeah. sound very appetizing. Crunchy. I like crunch. Yeah, but, but hearing them chew was like a really adorable sound. That's mostly what I remember. Well, there you go. So I'll come up with a better version another time for uh, my sprained ankle that's somehow related to beavers. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, I, I have no beaver related stories but let's see uh the toe that i broke on my birthday doing wheelbarrows healed at some point in august but straight completely straight the thing does not bend anymore so now my left foot has two toes that don't work properly so i'm running out of toes on my left foot i think news don't you have like wait how many toes are are frozen well the big toe is frozen oh that was the 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 middle toe toe. is just like (laughs) stuck straight you can force some bend into frozen toe. The one that's like that got snapped in two is not not moving for anyone. Wow. So two toes, pretty much useless. Great for balance. Um, you should go back and t- tell that doctor, the doctor who thought it was a fresh break when it was actually like three weeks in. And oh yeah, you should now. I decided tell him. halfway around the two mile hike I was on that there wasn't so much pain three weeks after breaking it. I should possibly see a doctor. And then I got an x-ray and the doctor was like, oh, did you just do this? I was like, kind of, uh, not really. I feel like, yes, you 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 tell f- fibs to your doctors quite a bit, don't you? <laughs> I'm not going to accuse you of lying. I'm just like telling fibs. little fibs. Just not entire truths. Um, so okay, that, so that you've, happened. you've had some healing. That's good. <laughs> some healing has some happened healing for Hannah. while we were gone. Uh, my sister and nephew came to visit. We went to Disney in over 100 degrees heat. Oh. Which was fun. Um, I was actually fine. I kind of like that. Um, it is now like 70 degrees and I'm cold all day. Right. It is. It's winter for Hannah now. Um, I became a U.S. citizen. And went to Disneyland. I feel like that's the most classic pairing. Oh, like... yeah. I, I became a U- U.S. citizen on a Tuesday and went to Disney on a Wednesday? Or was it Thursday? Either way. It was way. like an ad campaign that was really popular years ago where it was like, Hey, so-and-so, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? I'm going to Disney. So you basically, like, just fulfilled, like, this very Americana kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I got to say, like, people with kids, how on earth do you do it? Like, four of us, three adults, one child. And that day was a solid $1,000 day. Yeah. And most people actually stay in yeah. one of the disney hotels for multiple well i looked days into that too and... i looked into staying in the disney hotel and that would have been like a 800 dollars on top for us to all share like one room yeah and then food and so, i don't know how you do it crazy i sort of imagine people with kids it, it it must bring them that much joy that that's like their one big vacation or something mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's fun but not that much fun <laughs> uh what else have i done uh taken an exam created a competition at the gym. That was fun. Oh, that's um, right. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Competition. At the Rainbow Throwdown. great competition at the oh. gym. Grid League style team workout. Fun. Um, there was something else on my things that I did list, but I can't remember it. I forgot I did a competition last week. Another one. Yeah. That's true. I've got more forgetful 
<laughs> Clearly, uh, <laughs> we both have. So, aging. Uh, I got older. I yeah, got a little bit older. Oh, that was it. Uh, <laughs> I think I have now watched something in the region of about fifteen Christmas movies. Oh, possibly yeah. even more. But just before people freak out, there is like typically I would say Christmas movies. July, August time, mm-hmm. dipping a toe. And I accidentally watched one in May. Um, Christmas movies, you know, you, you can't start with, like, Home Alone. Oh, like, no, you save you save Home Alone and Die Hard for, like, actual Christmas season. Right now I am working my way through, like, it's great. While, while I'm working, thankfully I work from home. Like, YouTube has, like, a, the Lifetime channel. So there's all these Lifetime holiday movies oh, wow. that I just press play and it's on in the background and oh dear god i just listen to christmas movies i actually that that's was, a confession my follow-up question was going to be have you broken down and subscribed to the hallmark channel no yet? not yet but i realized i don't really need to because like i have this abundance of like you know i want to call it like your basic bitch spectrum of christmas yeah. movies available on youtube i feel like it's kind of like the romance novel genre there are just hundreds and thousands of Christmas movies that Mm -hmm. have been made and they're just out there everywhere. And what I realized is that there's like the same people popping up, which means, and a lot of these movies are released, like there's like multiple movies released this year with the same like actors and actresses in, which means these people must be filming all year round, just Christmas It's like their main I was like, that is literally- (gasps) Is that what you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. You've found your calling. That's my calling. I could just be in Christmas movies all wow. year. It would be awesome. Do you think they ever, like, lose their sense of identity? Like, one of the actresses who's like, okay, like, I wake up and I can't remember if I'm a cupcake baker whose father is losing his store or am I a a struggling ski chalet owner who who needs, uh, meets a, a rich uh, doctor who has just gotten a, like... I mean, how do they keep all those stories straight in their head? I, I don't know, but it's a skill. <laughs> and I feel like if I lived in that world and that was my job, then every day I would have to have some kind of screen set up outside my window. So I'd like open my blinds and there'd be snow falling. Yes. Because we all know that's an essential part of a good shit Christmas movie. I feel like we did start, didn't we start that once? We were like, okay, like you, you put a movie on and then you start making bets. Like, okay, is it going to open with snow falling on a, like uh, on a grove of trees or is it going to open with a slow montage of a Christmas tree with ornaments on it? There's only a couple like opening montage options for Christmas movies. They all fall within probably four or five different <laughs> categories. So that, that that's that's been my life. And now like we're getting close to November, we can start to dip a toe into slightly more classic Christmas movies. And then before you know it, we're in December, and then we yeah. can bring out the Home Alones and the can't get past I mean, Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say clearly you're really like I feel like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Like, oh yeah, those are all ones that absolutely like. I got I wait until after Thanksgiving, um, and some of those really you got to wait till like the week of Christmas or Christmas Eve kind of thing. Yeah, um, but a yeah, new Christmas onesie that should arrive soon. I call that a winter onesie that you got. I don't know if it's Christmas specific. It's or did you get the one with shop. reindeer it's on it? has got reindeer. Uh, got, I, like, I was some... going to get one with just the snowflakes on the top. And Dave was like, that's not very festive. And I was wow. like, Wow. I have that. I have what the one with just snowflakes and kind of that, that uh, I don't know, like ski sweater kind of pattern. Yeah, winter pattern. I looked at that. Um, but he told me that was just, he said that was like wintry, but it wasn't like Christmassy. And if I was buying a onesie for wine and onesies around Christmas, I should probably pony up and be more festive. Got it. So I got reindeers. Well, okay. I mean, he called you out and you, so you got that, yourself that a So that I'm excited about. Um, we're going camping for Thanksgiving. I'm going to bring my llama onesie. Right. Camping is more like costume onesies, right? Like like animals. We've done dinosaurs and uh So it's perfectly normal if, if, if you're around the kind of Kuyama area at Thanksgiving and you just <laughs> Spot a random person dressed as a llama. Um, It's very possible we will be in onesies. Um, Hanging out. And it's also almost that time. It's getting cold in the morning. It's time to start like coaching 6 a.m. classes in onesies. Oh, I will. I'm starting on Monday, Halloween. Yeah. I'm going to be a skeleton. Original. 
original, but Truly classic. Original. I mean, if you need a, you need to stay warm in a onesie. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's our update. Um, so it's a thanks pretty for random <laughs> update, but yeah, um, I'm sure we'll we'll revisit some of those things that we've done. Um, moving on. Uh, obviously, we uh, have a, a topic sort of vaguely planned out for today, and I got this idea for discussing this because I was talking with a friend recently who has a teenage daughter who has just sort of become not fixated but into the idea of you know being a model in the future like a runway fashion model on the front of a magazine yeah. and a model yeah and i remember and like my friend was like i don't really know what to do about this because obviously she's concerned in terms of like you know typically when you think of models you're thinking of being quite slim and you know when you're a teenager that's that can lead you down the wrong path certainly I did that. Um, but it got me thinking back to when I must have been like early teens, like really early teens. And that would have been like early 90s, which was not a good time to be a supermodel because that was heroin chic. That was heroin chic. I was going to say, I think of teenagers using hard drugs. That's the yeah, model heroin world chic being that we grew up with. Being as skinny as you could, living off cigarettes, looking like death. But mm-hmm. if you were skinny, yeah, you could make millions. So, you know, I was like, oh, supermodel. That sounds like a good idea and it was like at the time I was like if I just put my mind to it I could just be a supermodel and it didn't occur to me for a really long time that there's certain prerequisites that come along with being a supermodel one of them is height and long legs and you know certain look um and there was this tv show in England called the clothes show which was all about like fashion and <laughs> it's just called the clothes the show. Clothes show. <laughs> yeah, it was like updates from the runway and you know there was a lot of talk about, you know, the latest model getting discovered. And the clothes show TV show actually then became like a live show that went around like event centers and you could go for the day and there was like booths and a runway yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So we actually went on a school trip there. Got myself dressed up in probably something that your school decided that was like a worthy field trip. Is yeah, it educational somehow. Uh, I'm sure there was some kind of associated project, but I don't remember what. All how because okay. all I could think about was like I don't I know not that many people went. There was like a handful of us, um, but you know, I was like, okay, this is it. Like I'm gonna be a supermodel. There's gonna be like model scouts all around, <laughs> and. You know, I could get spotted today. And I was like, yeah. Obviously, that didn't happen. And for a while afterwards, I was like, ah, oh, man, it sucks. Like, those scouts are just never there when I'm around. Like, <laughs> it's other people are just lucky, you know. They're just in the right place at the right time. Oh, and then one day, and I, to run into one. and I don't know hmm. what prompted this, but one day I had that kind of, like, god-awful realization that perhaps they were around. And, and they I had just, all seen you. And they had seen me and had a good look and assessed and gone, no. And it was, I just remember that kind of feeling. And then, so I really felt like when my friend was telling me about this kind of like real like harsh moment of realization, like, oh man, that is brutal. When you kind of see this, because there, there were girls like, I was at an all girls school. I think I've said that in the past. There were girls like a few years older than me who had been blessed with the height and all the rest of it, who had already started to do some modeling stuff and of course they're oh, really pretty so you knew and they're really attractive had, had happened they're really popular yeah. and they're making some money so they could always come in like we had a school uniform up to the age of 17 when we were 17 18 you could wear your own clothes and some of these girls were like in that last two years of school and the ones that were doing modeling obviously had some money and bought nice clothes and just looked different and that kind of pressure of like, I want to be that person. And then sort of suddenly going like, oh my Lord, that might never be able to happen for me. And so I got to thinking about sort of these stark moments of like, or striking moments of self-awareness when you've been trundling along quite happily, thinking the world is your oyster. And then all of a sudden you go like, because I also had about last year, I'm noticing a lot of aging features happening. (laughs) 
But at some point last year, when I may or may not have been slightly overtraining, I was just going through a phase where like I was so sore. Like couldn't recover from it. Still went and worked out hard, idiot. But you know, and I was like, wow man, I must be working out really, really hard. This is it's crazy. And then after a few weeks of dealing with this, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is what getting old feels like. <laughs> is it? Or were you also just overtraining? No, I, it's, it's, I mean, yes, <laughs> I was overtraining. But I was also like, you know, I have noticed in the last year or two that the landscape of like fitnessing and recovering from said fitnessing does look a little different yeah it definitely does just like think about your question so rachel mentioned she went to this competition at the weekend a couple of weekends ago and she got on the podium her and aaron third place i couldn't be there don't worry <laughs> she still likes me <laughs> had she been there i'm sure we would have gotten first no well no because no. definitely not um so <laughs> rachel got on the podium and she could not resist oh, but could asking the the girls who came higher up on the podium than her, how old they were. Yeah. How old were they? Um, 26 and 28. And the second place team was younger. Uh, they, they looked like they were in their early 20s. Um, and uh, my partner, Aaron, I believe is 38. Mm-hmm. And I am 43. So I just, I like, I had to, add, like, it was like, as soon as I saw where we placed, I was just like, it immediately entered my head. Like, I have to know how old these people are. So I'm curious. Like, I have to. <laughs> when you found out your competition was, like, not quite half your age, but, you know, mm-hmm. significantly younger, mm-hmm. were you, A, like, heck yeah, I'm on the podium with these young-ass girls, or were you like, god damn it, if you were just 15 years old, I would have <laughs> beaten your ass. <laughs> I mean... Can it be both? (laughs) Like, I definitely was like, yes. I mean, part of knowing, I mean, we've talked about this before. I think part of knowing the age of the people you train with or something does, it is a confidence boost, right? I mean, you and I have talked about that before, that like, there's so much of confidence that is comparing yourself to others. And when you're, as you get older, especially as an athlete, um, yeah, I mean, we like beating people younger than us. That's... That's a thing we have talked about. Um, and at the same time, it is also, I'm I'm a pretty competitive person. So yeah, like I I I like I like being on podiums. Um Did you get any kind of feedback from the other girls? Like obviously I assume not verbally, but like facial expression wise or like, shit lady, you old. Yeah, like kind like I mean, cause you could tell they 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 actually didn't even ask back how old we were. <laughs> just assumed that by me asking the question meant I was quite a bit older (laughs) well hey you made Um, it to the podium yeah so I mean it was both it was like cool I feel awesome that like Aaron and I we got an event win we definitely like yeah we we held our own against much younger athletes um not that I wanted them to be older and like decrepit or anything like ah you just wait kids you're gonna feel those aches and pains like I wasn't like wishing ill on them but it did kind of make me want to find masters competitions because like I kind of like I I want to get my ass kicked by people that are my own age too because that's also very inspiring right like getting my ass kicked by a 24 year old -old. well I mean I've watched the games like there's like yeah, there are some people who um, absolutely who are in their 60s that could probably. I mean, there's that the one at the games was doing like legless rope climbs. I can't do legless rope climbs. I just had this vision of you like walking into a comp <laughs> with a walker and just trying to like snap the shins of anyone less whack, than like whack. 35. Whoops. Back sorry. in my day. Yeah, that, that'll be us one day. You know, have you said that yet? Have you got to that point in life? You're like, didn't used to be that way when All I the was time. a kid. I feel like it's when weird I that, I mean, I don't, mostly I do it in terms of things like gas prices. I'm like, I remember paying 89 cents for a gallon of gas, which is true. Like when I was 16 in Texas, like I think gas was around 
yeah, 80 something cents. Damn, I'd probably but, drink it if it was that cheap. Right? I know. It's <laughs> nothing is that cheap anymore. Um or like back in my day, 50 cents could actually buy you a cup of coffee. Oh, damn. Like things like that. Um so I do, I do catch myself saying it unironically like I actually say things like that sometimes. But um no, I think in the fitness space, uh especially the way my body still feels very many days after that competition, um I'm going to try to be a little more humble because I, too, am feeling age. (laughs) But have you had any, um, back to my sort of original sort of comment, striking moments Mm. of self-awareness at any age? I mean, I I feel like I did have something similar. I mean, I don't think I wanted to be a supermodel necessarily like I don't remember like, like runway model. models yeah like an, exactly <laughs> I, model. I just wanted to be like an average like catalog <laughs> model but it was like I definitely remember we had this thing called glamour shots in the mall where you went in and they like did your hair and makeup and dressed you up in like what now we would consider like ugly 80s prom dresses and you did these like little like headshots with like cute little your hands under your chin and like starry eyes looking up into the sky um i can picture you doing that oh yeah and bad 80s hair we're talking bad you know blowout bangs and mullets practically um and and they would if there were really cool ones that you'd go in and the, the the walls were just lined with glamour shot examples and i thought like ooh, like I want to be one of the ones they select to put on the wall, right? Like someone in my middle school had been, like she was up on that wall and. Oh damn. Did that make her instantly popular? I mean, she was already popular. She was like my friend who actually speaking of like the girls who modeled, I guess, and had money and stuff. She was one of those people, the first person I've ever met who never wore the same outfit twice. Like, I don't even know how people do that. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. She was definitely. Think she was happy. On she the was inside. like one of my rich. Like she was a rich girl, you know, like the one you're like, oh yeah, she was. She was. I was always kids. hoping with people like that. I was like, you've got to be miserable on the inside, right? No, she seemed pretty happy with her <laughs> her multiple walk-in closets. <laughs> she did seem very happy, um, but but yeah. So I mean, I feel like the glamour shot thing, and like we all. I mean, as young girls, we always compare ourselves. So like, I do remember. It wasn't like a realization of like, I'll never be a model, but it was a realization that like, I, I was not born with those like gifts, I guess. Right. Like I, I'm, I wasn't going to be the one who naturally just gets selected to be on a wall of like pretty eighties, like glamour girl shots. Do you um, remember how that made you feel? Cause like obviously you know, when you're a little kid, you have no emotional regulation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. When you become a teenager, it's kind of like you're just a hot mess express. Yeah. I, so I was, um, I was very aware from like pretty early on, like at least in grade five, when I remember very clearly, uh, I had glasses and really thick glasses and I, I had a sense already at that age, which is maybe what, the age of like 10, that like I was a nerd, like I was smart and I had glasses and that I wasn't ever going to like I wasn't accept like part of the in crowd. Um, I hoped that would change in grade seven or eight when I got contact lenses. Um, And it kind of did like I had some cool friends like when I joined the volleyball team and stuff. But I like always had a sense of like I just I'm just not, I'm not one of the popular kids. And I think part of that was like, I was like, I'm not as pretty as they are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Did but, you try and do things to like make yourself more like the quote unquote, like prettier people? Or were you just like, eh, guess this is what it is. I'll just go and be good at the things that I'm good at. It was both. I definitely remember begging my mom to shop in certain stores at the mall. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I knew where the cool girls bought their clothes. Um, and, I mean, I have some pretty amazing photos uh, from, like, the late 80s of me rocking, like, acid wash denim Canadian tuxedo style. Like, a oh, jean jacket girl. and jeans. And I remember, like, the stores where, like, that kind of stuff came from as, like, 
that's where cool kids like shopped. <laughs> I wanted to be like my cousin Trina. My older cousin from Toronto would come and visit us in Texas and I'd be like, she's cool. She's a popular girl. Like I want to dress like that. So it, it was definitely like clothes were a part of it. Um, but I was also pretty lucky in that like even on the volleyball team, I met a couple other really like good girlfriends who were also very smart. So they were on the volleyball team with me, but also in like advanced physics and AP classes with me. And we kind of just accepted that like, this is who we are. Like we're like, we're like the nerd nerds who are really cool, you know, each other's eyes. <laughs> That's pretty cool that you were able to kind of have that self-awareness and also develop maybe not full self-acceptance because it's a pretty hard thing to do. And if we're all honest, we probably spend our entire lives right. working towards self-acceptance. Yeah. But, I mean, I just remember, for me, I equated skinny and pretty and tall with being successful. Yeah. And I how, how long that did that so last? Hard. Years. Yeah. Like, I would say, I'm trying to remember. I remember when my I made my mom do a photo shoot, and I put on her... Really? <laughs> yeah. She had like, I didn't, I like had seriously no clue about fashion and I didn't really have any trendy clothes because I was actually a tomboy. So I had like shorts and t-shirts. And, you? Like, me? No. Who would have thought? <laughs> so my mom was like, well, if you want to do like model photos, then we should put you in a dress. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I remember <laughs> distinctly, <laughs> she managed to like, she had, she used to go to these like balls at Christmas time dances and so she had all these kind of like 80s dresses with like sort of nice poofy bits the ones I was wearing in my glamour shots probably probably yeah yeah. so she put me in one of those and somehow made it stay up I don't remember how probably with lots of pinning and stuff (laughs) and then we put my hair in one of those I don't know what you call them like banana clip things oh yeah also what I wore for those glamour shots yeah little it like clamps together but it's like a ponytail it's like a mohawk Yes. I mean, I actually looked at them on Amazon recently. I was oh, they, buy they, some. they've definitely come, like, all those things are back in stores. It's crazy. And I did all of the, like, these shots. I think we were in, like, uh, I was by a bookshelf at home trying to pose. Oh, my God. They, I'm sure they still That's... exist. I really hope those pictures still exist. They definitely and don't look like a future supermodel. I might have to ask your mom if she can bring some for Christmas <laughs> this year because... That's all I want for Christmas is for <laughs> Kate to bring trying to be pictures a of little Hannah as a as a supermodel. And I mean, it was hilarious because like clearly neither one of us had a clue what we were doing because they were like pretty much headshots and like she was like photo- a yeah. rather critical part of being a model is like a full length shot. And then you know we would try and I was trying I would practice the walk. Oh wow! I can't oh. walk well on a good day. I definitely remember practicing the supermodel walk. I, why like? That was that's such a part of like eighties and nineties or something. Putting on high heels and trying to walk because they they walk with like toe heel, toe heel instead of heel toe. So my I just, sister I don't know why I remember that. My <laughs> sister was born with like a gift of the ability to walk in high heels. No matter what the heel, whether it's like a stiletto heel or a wedge heel or high or low, whatever, she can put them on and just sashay her way down the hallway or whatever. I cannot. And like literally, I have been in shoe shops with people who are like, "Come on, let's see these." And I'm like, "I can't walk in them." And I put them on. I had a whole store once. The entire store stopped and turned around, because watching me trying to walk. That's amazing. Because I looked like a drunk woman who was about to shit her pants. <laughs> that is or a very, maybe very clear comparison. Already um, shit her pants and was trying to not let it. Like, oh wow, you know. Okay hit the floor well so (laughs) so there was like literally nothing going for me in terms of the model department and i i just you know turns out i know nothing about fashion i mean i'm literally sitting here in sweatpants and a hoodie that i've been wearing since 5 (laughs) a.m and it's 12 hours later yeah and uh we are very fashionable y'all can't see us but uh (laughs) i mean i have some great workout clothes now yes but I have, I'm definitely not what I would call like a stylish model type. I definitely don't have features. I'm definitely not symmetrical of face. You're pretty. You're you're good now at like trendy clothes, though. 
You're rocking that oversized. I mean, I could be trendy, like, but I wouldn't say. I would say that's a sort of a a spectrum. Your shoe where game trendy is, is like on one end, and fashion is like foreign to me, but it's strong. I think from a fashion perspective. Oh, let's your, dive into this. Your well, your your weird shoe choices. I think they're very trendy and fashionable. Like I'd, I, I don't like, get them. Like I, like those furry the vans. vans that you got. And they're amazing. Like, <laughs> and some of the some of the UGG uh, shoes that you get and stuff. Like they're they're very fashion forward. They are probably like my white platform trainers. Yes, Ooh, exactly, I like them. exactly. Um, That's so my yeah, idea of a heel. I think you do have some fashion sense now. I have trend sense. Trend sense. But I mean, I, that not that what... And like, like fashion know, lasts for like a hot second and then... And I think like in terms of fashion, take a little sidetrack, I look at like... I know exactly what I would buy if I wanted to have like some really nice clothes for like going out or, you know, restaurants, bars, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I get like super tempted every now and again to just like buy myself a new closet of clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's literally no real people clothes really left in my closet. And then I'm just like, I'm literally never going to wear them. I know. And it's kind of sad because I used to love getting dressed up. I definitely, it's true. I, like, I feel like I don't even dress up for like, I don't know, like dates. Like I, I used to like really dress up for like dinner dates and stuff. And But we also live in a place where it's very casual often here. Yeah. dress up. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. I have actually one of your dresses at my house still. You do you that that nice black one. That's like a fancy grown up dress. So fancy, <laughs> so fancy. So yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think back. I'm trying to like make this sort of topic useful to people with teenage daughters who are thinking about becoming yeah. a model and well, sort of consider like how I don't remember at all how my mom dealt yeah. with. I remember she. I remember there was a kind of look of cringe on her face. Actually, this cringy face came up twice that I recall. Once when I was really young and I did ballet. Yeah. And like I did ballet, modern dancing, tap dancing. I was pretty good at the tap dancing and the modern dancing. The ballet, not so much. Yeah. And I just remember like coming home one day and me being me, like I wasn't just going to be a model, I was going to be a supermodel. I came home and I was like, I'm going to be the lead ballerina in the English National Ballet. <laughs> and my. <laughs> you were always so ambitious. That's great. <laughs> Three weeks later, it was like the first female fighter pilot. Right. In of England. course. Yeah. But. Yeah. The ballet thing, I remember my mom just kind of like, you could see this look of panic on her face. She was like, not wanting to discourage me from my grand mm. ambition, but at the same time was like, okay, well, uh, just need to, you know, work on that grace. Ballerinas tend to <laughs> require being graceful. That's got to be the toughest thing for parents to like, not discourage, but also like be honest. Because like, it's kind of like the supermodel thing. Like if you... If at any point in my awkward years had gone to, like, my parents and been like, I want to be a supermodel, like, they would have been like, oh. I mean, that's where I kind of feel like, like, I am so glad I'm not a parent. Because, like, if I was drinking my tea and my kid came up to me, I was like, I want to be a supermodel. And they were, like, really short and, you know, just (laughs) wrong dimensions or, like, not a looker. I would have just spit it out. Right. I mean, because that's the thing. Like, and, and unlike anything else, like, you know, my parents, it probably would have said, like, Rachel don't how about president don't you want to be president like that's like right because we're kind of told we should encourage kids to be whatever they want to be and in there are limits to that though right like because it's like can someone who is just not born with genetic gifts probably excel in a profession like modeling um although I will say America's Next Top Model the only season of that show I ever watched the girl who won it was blessed with height and skinniness, but like in every other kind of uh, features thing, like really looked super weird. But like also modeling fat, like the style changes, right? Like yeah. years ago, all of a sudden having a gap between your two front oh, yeah, teeth was like fashionable. Everybody, every supermodel had a gap, and then freckles. Exactly. So so it's like it changes. I think that's the best way to tackle it. Like if, if I had somebody, anybody, kid or yeah. adult who had like one of those moments of like self-realization. Yeah. Like, I want to be a model, but uh, it's like, well, everything is so fluid. Yeah. And honestly, some of the people and, you know, I know this from like 
my husband's a photographer, so I've met some of the people yeah. that he's taken absolutely stunning photos of. And when you see them in person, they're nowhere near as striking right. as in the photo because they just have the right, like, sort of dimensions oh, yeah. of face that appeals to the camera. But to yeah. look at them in person, it's like you're nothing special at all. Yeah. And then you see people who, you know, look pretty good. And, you know, sure everybody's had this experience where you know maybe you make a bit of an effort you look at yourself in the mirror and you go like oh, oh. i look pretty good and then yeah. you take a photo and you're like what in the hell is that troll <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah i mean it, it's true it's like i think it's i don't know like so many body image things it literally changes on a daily basis as well right mm-hmm. like i think we've had conversations about this where like there are times where um depending on literally just hormones, I'll look in the mirror and be like, oh my God, I'm disgusting. Mm-hmm. The next day, I look exactly the same, but my brain chemistry <laughs> has like yep. has righted itself. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm okay looking. You know, like it's just everything is so fluid. Yeah. I think that um, should be like a really important part of like education, like throughout life continuing that, you know, mm-hmm you're always in this sort of state of flux in that, you know, things are constantly changing and opinions on things are changing. And, you know, we've talked about it before, how over the decades, just even the way you look is completely different from one one day to the next. Ideal type in one year, two years later, you're considered, ugh. You're old news. You're old news. And then, you know, the the aging thing too. I mean, that's a really interesting thing to kind of, come to terms with except and I think this decade that we're in now between 40 and 50 is going to be like probably the equivalent of or maybe it's more like 45 to 55 the equivalent of going from like 11 and 12 years old through to 20 yeah in terms of things that are going to change and happen and things that we have control over and that we don't have control over and I feel like there's going to be a lot of those moments where you suddenly go like oh my gosh like I notice like at the gym when I'm coaching and uh, there's a lot of people sort of around my age, like early 40s, and you'll see them kind of like put a weight overhead, go to lock their arms out. And, you know, one arm is like nice and straight and the other arm's kind of got a kink in it. Yeah. And, you know, it's not from lack of trying. It's just like that's all that arm does anymore. <laughs> that is also true. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Have you yeah. had any kind of like oh shit moments to do with like aging in the gym well like how or your body like feels or how it looks or things that are um. in one place 10 years ago and now we're in a different place <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't realize all of a sudden you're like oh, oh crap i mean i think uh i think when i see photographs of myself like one of the one of the things I always focus on, like, I don't have particularly, like, large eyes, right? Like, it's that's not, like, a kind of noticeable feature necessarily of my face. Um, and when I was younger, when I – but I do have a pretty big smile. And um, what I definitely started to notice and now kind of notice all the time is now that big smile is probably what has caused so many wrinkles, on my face like 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 I I'm very like focused when I smile now my eyes kind of disappear um and instead of just being small eyes it's like they disappear into like just all crow's feet (laughs) like um and I try to you know remind myself that's from a lifetime of laughing and smiling right like it's like smile lines that's Mm -hmm. what you get um but I feel like that for like that specific area of like wrinkles on my face was like I feel like I just woke up one day and was like, oh, those all just appeared <laughs> like in the last day. Um, they really have been brewing for years, but maybe they just right. reached like, that yeah. critical point. Right? Where it's like, just like, poof, they just like, blossom. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Speaking of eyes, like the one thing I noticed, like I thought it was just like I was blaming it on the bathroom lighting and shadows and being tired and just like having like, oh, darker. Mm-hmm. My eyelids are sagging. 
Your eyelids are sagging. They're sagging. Like, they're getting lower. So it's like part of, like, my eye socket is disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> so it causes, like, it to look dark. And I was like, ugh. Oh, so not, Crap. like, under eye No, dark not under eyes. You're talking lid. about like, over your yeah, lid. Like, I don't know. My I guess my eyebrow is trying to become one it's with my eyelashes. Gra- well, I mean, I guess it's just gravity, right? <laughs> I mean, eventually, depressing. right? Everything kind of falls. Um, and then your earlobes will start getting longer. I don't think that's happened yet. Isn't that your ears? Your ears and your, your ears nose, and your nose never stop growing is what they say. And it is, I yeah, I, I do feel like there are older people more... in my life where I'm like, yeah, those, those earlobes are really big. It seems to be more, especially the earlobe thing, it seems to be more of a, an old man thing. Like you see more old men with really long ears than old ladies. But maybe they just had bigger ears in the first place. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, great. Sure. One thing that like men <laughs> age less gracefully uh, than women in that category, I guess. Um, <laughs> they can have it. This is the reason I was like, okay, keep an eye on the earlobes. They're going to start going down soon. Wow. Yeah, this is fascinating. I really thought saggy knees was your one fear, but well, you know, now you've got eyelids and earlobes to add to that list. Honorable mention, thanks to our friend DJ, she basically told me that I really didn't need to worry about knees for a long time. And it was more like arm skin. Oh, yeah, the arm skin. That's the right. Saggy That's arm thing. skin. <laughs> so, that I, I, you know, I test that regularly yeah it's hanging in there yeah it's definitely keep, keep those triceps nice and nice and bulky oh man like i just i'm really hopeful that now i'm in a place unlike my moment of horrible like wake up call as a teenager of going oh, i'm never gonna be a i'm never gonna be a supermodel because i'm ugly and short and <laughs> i have stupid banana clips in my hair and i'm not fashionable <laughs> i'm hopeful now that as we age, we do just kind of become slightly more like accepting of moments where you're like, oh crap, I never really realized that I was. But I think what's more with the aging thing is like you talk about your wrinkles, right? Now, you may have woken up one day and been like, oh damn it, my eyeballs are. I gotta <laughs> comb through the crow's feet to find my eyeballs. But. Because I've seen you frequently for a really long time, at no point recently have I gone, oh, 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 oh gosh, yep. I'm getting some surgery on those things. Um, so I think it's kind of, I think as you get older, you just learn. One thing I've noticed about myself, I've learned to have more of a sense of humor yeah. about things that I realize about myself. Yeah. You know, just kind of self-acceptance. And yeah, sure there are things that I would like to change but then you weigh up the whole like the only way I can possibly change this thing is to have some surgical procedure yeah which as we've discussed before might not even be a one and done there's nothing I can do about my leg length unless I start breaking bones and do some weird stretching surgery weird weird stuff yeah that's not gonna happen yeah so yeah I'm intrigued to see if there are more things to come in life where you suddenly have this kind of like moments of realization yeah. or kind of shock. Like, oh, I never even knew that about myself or I never even thought that about myself or I'll pay. I mean, I'm going to pay attention to that a little more because I, I mean, I think it's like you're right in terms of just I do feel like I have a sense of humor. And it's probably because, you know, we talk about this together and we laugh at, you know, being afraid of knee sagginess and stuff like that like it is funny even I mean I can't even remember which episode it was but we we were we came up with a topic and then once we actually started talking about it we realized just how ridiculous it was that we were even concerned about that <laughs> I can't even remember what the topic was but it was hilarious when we realized like wow yeah that that's like that's so silly that we were focused on it and I mean thinking back to like in high school my perception of myself when I knew I wasn't popular and that I was a nerd and you know it was I wasn't as pretty and dainty as like some of the popular girls like I I I knew then I had a sense of humor though like that was probably how I like developed a sense of humor I guess is like right like when you're learning to 
sometimes it's to poke fun at yourself before someone else does, right? Like you learn Mm -hmm. to be self-deprecating and make it funny to other people before they have a chance to like make fun of you. Mm -hmm. Um, So it could be like a defense thing, but I definitely think that's around the time it started was like me trying to figure out how to like be okay with myself was through humor. So I feel like that definitely continues. I laugh at myself all the time on this. I learned that skill (laughs) way too late. Man, I wish I'd learned that early. I wish, like, I really wish I could go back and teach my silly self a few things. That would have been a lot less years of fighting with myself. But I found, like, once I got near, like, I still enjoy the reaction of people in their 20s when you tell them, like, you're in your 40s and they're still like, (laughs) how are you even still living? Yeah. (laughs) um but i almost i think once i got close to my 40s turned 40s when i I don't know specifically when it was i felt this like huge sense of relief like so much less pressure to you know have to look a certain way and have a certain physique and that's that's not at all me going oh i can get to 40 and go like "Mm, i don't care anymore yeah because yeah. I certainly care about trying to feed myself well. And it's more, it's like the this sort of side effect of feeding yourself well and keeping up with like exercise and, yeah. you know, recovery routines and stuff is looking good and staying, you know, as lean as I can and all the rest of it. But it's the focus of doing it is so that in another 10 years time or 20 years time, I am still functioning well yeah. and not you know, living off of medication and struggle bussing hard because that doesn't sound like any fun at all. Yeah. And, it, you know, hopefully that'll work. Maybe it won't. Who knows? But uh, the emphasis is much more now on, like, feeling good and just enjoying experiences rather than, like, oh, my gosh, I have to look a certain way and I have to do whatever it takes to get there and present this kind of like you know the world needs to see this view of me yeah and you know even going outside in the morning with bed hair to let the dog pee (laughs) looking like a hot mess kind of like dave this morning (laughs) yes yes living his best robe life this morning my dearest husband outside wearing a robe and he, some he's shorts. Got good crazy and bed hair and looking like he had a large amount of static electricity uh-huh. built up in his hair. Sipping on a coffee. Drinking his coffee and not giving a shit. And I was like, fair enough. You know, but I remember it wasn't even that long ago before I wouldn't go outside even to do something like run to the car to grab something real quick or let the dog out for pee unless I had, you know, I could present myself to the really? world. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I never, I never really did much of like the like makeup, do my hair thing, like ever. But I do feel like one of the things that's changed a lot as I get older is I stop, um, I've stopped like fighting, uh, like just clothes. Like I used to want to wear certain things because like they were they were trendy or I thought like. Or I wanted to, like, wear certain kinds of dresses because I really liked the way they look, but they just never looked right on my body. Mm-hmm. So I've just, like, like I I don't even, like, fight with that anymore. I don't buy aspirational clothes anymore or, like, right? Oh, like, I remember doing yeah. Like, I love that phrase. Like, yeah. my, I would buy so many things that... Right. The, yeah, aspirational. Yeah. Like they saw they'd them look on great if else, I were they taller. They'd look great yeah. if I were a little skinnier. They'd look great if my shoulders weren't so wide. And then they right? sit in your cupboard. And exactly. They never never use them. See the light like, of day. I have. I'm about to go to a conference, and it's on the East Coast, and I have to look like businessy, right? Like people on the East Coast wear like pantyhose and stuff. So I'm I'm like packing a professional, like a f- business formal kind of uh, wardrobe. Um, and I was going through my closet and there are still things in there where I was like, I have not worn this in years and I will never wear it. Like, I I just won't. And so I'm like putting those like things aside. Is there any item good. that stands out in particular where you're like, what in the heck was I thinking? Yeah, there's like this wrap dress that was like, it's, um who's the, some famous designer. I think it's 
Diane, Diane von Furstenberg or something. There's like, she, she made famous these like kind of wrap dresses that have these big bold patterns on them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes me look enormous. <laughs> like the, not like enormous like fat, but just like wide and bulky. Like just not like, it's just not flattering. Like the wrap is like right around my middle rather than like an empire waist or something else that looked better. Um, it just emphasizes all the weird wrong parts the parts that maybe you know I don't know like my big broad shoulders it's just it's hideous but I bought it because it was like oh this is like high fashion Mm -hmm. like like this is what business formal like cattle like models look like (laughs) I'm like I'm never gonna wear it because I did I have worn it before and when I saw pictures of myself at those events I was like oh like (laughs) The dress is cool, but like it just doesn't doesn't work. And then you start thinking, how many other people went like, oh, yeah. And what I realized is like there are plenty of things that look great on my body. So like today, I basically like pencil skirts look awesome. I have big strong legs, and pencil skirts look rad. Like I've got a bunch of pencil skirts that just. They, like, absolutely fit my body. And then because the pencil skirt, like, the way it is, I can wear all these different kind of really just simple kind of low-key, like, tops that that are I'm also just more comfortable in. And then I walk around all day knowing, like, my butt and my legs look good. <laughs> like. <laughs> Confidence. Right? So, exactly. It's literally just. And I realize, like, in that whole, in my whole closet of professional clothes, like, there's probably only six or eight things in there that I actually like I put it on I'm like I look good I feel confident I'm gonna walk out the door everything else will will end up going and that's kind of an interesting (laughs) thing and you know like nowadays not to sound old but (laughs) people there's much more of that kind of I don't know how to say it like vibe of like just you do you you just wear what you want be who you want yeah and then that's great you know, there's there's far less judgment on people than say like when we were kids yeah. and teenagers. But then you also see like young people walking around in outfits that really work for some people and really just do absolutely yeah. nothing. Because they're for struggling with the trends. They're like and this is because trendy. they're like this is trendy, so I'm gonna wear it regardless. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I mean that's probably happened for as long as fashion has existed. Yeah. But when you get to that point where you do finally go like, oh, okay, I know what works, it is kind of a relief. Oh, it's and such I just a like relief. wonder like how many. I mean, like I've never really, I've never until the last few years been in like a, a business world, and now I work from home, so it doesn't matter. But like you know, I spent years in sailing, and that's you're wearing sailing gear, yeah, you're wearing yeah, clothes, exactly. I'm... So you know, I've never had to have that kind of professional closet per se but I definitely am sure like looking back younger on occasions like Christmas parties where I bought dresses for and things like that I've probably worn so many things that just did not work yeah and what I realize is like those things are things I also am just not comfortable in Mm -hmm. like I think about some of the things I've worn where I'm like I spent the whole event like tugging at it or be worrying about what I look like and that's also just mentally a waste well yeah you can't be you and you know show up and give you know be your best self and be funny and relaxed and confident and passionate if you're like you can't breathe or something is right up your ass or you can't <laughs> you don't dare move forwards because you can't walk in your shoes uh, yeah I don't really Cause, like, like I, you know you see ever. like some of these celebrities the Met Gala and things like that. I know that's just a big showpiece, but you see, like, yeah, I mean, that's basically like a runway show. Where Met it's Gala, like, but... how do you sit down? Yeah. And God forbid you need to go to the bathroom. How is this accomplished? Have you seen um, that Netflix movie, Dumplin'? No. Oh, okay. It's not a Christmas movie, so I'm not surprised you haven't maybe taken <laughs> the time, but it's about pageants in texas <laughs> so it's jennifer aniston is oh, the no, mom I have. yeah I have. so remember the scene where she she has to wear that one dress and she literally they have to lay her down in the back seat <laughs> of the car because she can't sit in it she can't bend so she has to lay down flat and they have to open the door and slide her out of the car 
Because, like, like, people wear clothes like that all the time rather than being comfy. It's so wild to me. I would be, I'd be terrible at being fashionable. Thank God I never became a supermodel. Well, and, I, I mean, right now, it actually, the, the trend now that you are embracing that oversized, oversized shirt life, I mean, that, it looks super comfy. I, it is. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm really hopeful that it's going to stick around. Right, will it stick because, around, you know, yeah. like, I don't doubt that in the next decade I'm probably going to gain some weight and that's just going to happen and I'm going to have to accept it. But if, if the baggy t-shirt and oversized trend continues, then I'm going to feel good about it. Or maybe I'm just going to get to that point in life where I really don't give a shit. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully more of trends, that. all the rest of it is. <laughs> and I will just make up my own damn style. Yes. And I'll wear like crazy ass oversized t-shirts with my fluffy vans that... You will I, continue to tell me I look ridiculous. No, I, I I don't think I ever said ridiculous. I, I smile at them. I strive I... to buy shoes that you will call ridiculous. <laughs> that is going to be the main drive, uh, like, especially okay. as we age. Okay. I want you to just be like rolling your eyes at what I show up yeah. in. All right. I, and I'm sure but I you're will. you're also encouraging me because she was pulling things out of a magazine to create some vision ah, board. I did. And she's actually <laughs> saved me a page from a magazine that or catalog or whatever it was of like a puffy onesie sleeveless. It's a sleeveless onesie. I don't even, I guess a puffy jumpsuit. Yeah. A puffy sleeveless jumpsuit. I mean, it so looks technically, like right up your alley. Technically, she is encouraging me. Fair. Well, and and when you buy that and wear it, I will call it ridiculous. Maybe I will start <laughs> I will start my own brand and just call it like zero shits. Yep. And I'll look at like what is actually on trend and just do the opposite. Yeah. Long, but like in a comfortable way. So much of the stuff out there that's trendy right now is is stuff that when I was in the sixth grade would have killed if my mom had let me wear it or buy it because it's like all that late 80s early 90s stuff is so trendy right now and here i am going the opposite i'm wearing pencil skirts which were technically fashionable in like the 50s like i don't think i've ever <laughs> worn or owned a pencil skirt it's the only kind of like business style that i like these days i don't think it would work for me i've got mm, you got a good butt it's all about the butt. But you're like kind of nice and smooth. Like I've got like lumpy ass hips. Maybe with some spanks. Right, yeah. I mean the, the pencil skirts I have are they're generally pretty thick fabric. I mean they, oh. the classic 50s ones are made of like wool. Right? They're oh, like, Lord. I mean they're very structured. Like you're not going to see lumpy bits through them. But they're very comfy. Now they're all stretchy and amazing. I got I got to ask, do you unzip it and pull it down to go to, to the bathroom or do you just hitch it up? So... <laughs> It's a very valid question, question because there are plenty of like classic pencil skirts that are that are cut so narrow around your knees that you can't even walk in them. You kind of have to walk with your hand, your feet really close together, like like a cute little Please shuffle. Tell me you have one of no, those. No, uh, not anymore. I did have one. Damn and, it! And Why I you throw got that out? I got rid of it because I couldn't walk in it or sit down. Um, but no, now I have the ones I wear now have a slit up the back or on the side. Mm. So. Uh, there's a bit more freedom of movement. Um, but some of them, yes, you do have to unzip and pull down like pants to well, go you, to the bathroom. You let me know if you need to borrow a pair of fluffy Vans to go with that pencil skirt. I see a match made wow, of Wow, you right see there. a match. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if fluffy Vans says business, be business formal. I think it says like, I am businessy yeah. and fun and I'm freaking smart because my feet right. are cozy. Well, I did find out that actually a lot of the meetings I'm supposed to have in D.C. are going to be virtual instead of in person. So, so why do you have to I, go there? I, well, because some of them are in person and then there's gotcha. an in-person conference related to our work. But in theory, I could I could be having formal business meetings with federal program officers and wearing ridiculous fluffy shoes and like sweatpants and they wouldn't know. <laughs> I would totally do that. So anyway, All my other colleagues around the table would know, but... To go back to the beginning of this conversation to help parents of teenage girls right. out, just um, let them know that once they get to their 40s, they won't take themselves so seriously anymore, and it's all going to be fine. And it's, it's all, just you're a matter of waiting for like you're gonna 25 laugh at years. This and yes. And also, but yes, to moms out there dealing with that, I feel for you. I didn't, I didn't even know 
kids these days still had supermodel on their radar. Like, but I would be interested man. to ask like teenage kids what, like who are the supermodels now? Like yeah. I can name all the like Cindy Crawford, Christy Brinkley, these people Kate that now Moss. want to be supermodels probably have never even heard of it, them. Absolutely, <laughs> like they. I mean, these women are in their sixties now, at least. Like I mean, Tyra Banks and the like. I think because she came back to host America's Next Top Model or stuff like that. Or, um. But yeah, I mean, I don't even know who models are. Like names of models these days. But you know what? There's all different kinds of models. Also that. It's just one category. Now I actually, if I were to be a model, I want to be a model in like an REI catalog. Mm -hmm. How do I get to be that model? The one who just wears a backpack and actually it's just a picture of my back with the backpack on while I'm in some amazing canyon like overlooking an epic view. I want to be that. Model. Make your own photo shoot. Yeah. You can borrow my mom. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I go backpacking and I ask Jeff to take pictures of me like that. <laughs> Here's my backpack. You never know. Uh, it may work. Well, Kate is coming for Christmas. I can We can ask your you mom. Get her an old film camera. Oh my goodness. We could ask your mom to recreate this. I've got a really cool bookshelf you could take pictures in front of. It's all, <laughs> the, the books are organized by color. It could be beautiful. I am going to ask her to look for these pictures and, and see. And you know, you've almost already ordered a banana clip online so you oh, could we can get easily one. get that we already have a hair crimper that's true that's true <laughs> it's gonna be amusing anyway we're back thank you for listening uh we will be doing hopefully two episodes a month um beginning of the month middle of the month and uh if you guys have anything that you would like us to talk about feel free to reach out to us on instagram and we will do our research and try and bring you lots of interesting chat and conversations and uh, love if you share, if you comment or if you just listen, that's all good too. Uh, we will be back soon. Thank you for listening.